It's Thursday. Finally, the NFL draft is here. But what would be a successful NFL draft for Syracuse football fans? Plus, those same fans might be seeing a familiar face on the gridiron on campus very soon. More on that later. And finally, Syracuse basketball receives the break of all breaks. All that and more on Locked on Syracuse. Let's go. You are locked on Syracuse. Your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, all right, all right. Locked On Syracuse is back. Let's run it back. I'm Brad Klein, the voice of the people, host of Locked On Syracuse. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. A lot to get to here on this Thursday. I couldn't be more excited, especially to talk about what happened for Syracuse basketball. Wish upon a star, and finally, something came up right for the Orange. Syracuse football recruiting, too, but let's start with the NFL draft. It starts tonight, and the question is, what would be a successful NFL draft for Syracuse football? Now, let's not get this misconstrued. The Orange are not going to be seeing anyone taken anytime soon. And what I mean by that is, if they have a player drafted, which I don't think they will, it's going to be day three. It's going to be in the sixth, seventh round. But again, don't expect anyone taken. You're setting yourself up for disappointment. You're setting yourself up for failure. That doesn't mean that the Orange don't have anything at stake. And I would argue that the biggest day of the NFL draft for Syracuse football is tonight. It's Thursday, and here's why. By the way, only round one tonight. That's the way it typically is. So, Brad, why is it that Syracuse might not even have anyone drafted, but round one is important? Well, I'll tell you. The funny thing about Syracuse is that while they don't have that much talent, they do play talented players. They play Clemson every year, and it's a tough break pretty much every year except for that one time that you beat Clemson, and all of a sudden it's a rivalry. Tangent. It's not a rivalry. Clemson's not afraid of you, but it's fun to pretend. They've played NC State recently. They've played Liberty the past two seasons. Pittsburgh. And all three of those teams have one thing in common. They're not especially good, kind of mid-level teams, good for Liberty to elevate themselves to that mid-level status. But they all have projected first-round picks. And this is a chance for Syracuse to gain another selling point in those living rooms. Okay, what do I mean? Well, Ikem Ikwanu. Offensive tackle, awesome, awesome piece for NC State. And I think he's the best offensive lineman in the draft. Now, I had the, I had the pleasure and privilege of covering Syracuse versus NC State in the Dome last season, not this past year, but two years ago. And I left amazed with Ike Mekwanu. He is an unbelievable athlete. 
probably the best run-blocking tackle in the draft. And he's a plus pass-blocking tackle as well. Now, the kid from Mississippi State, I think a lot of people are wowed by his pass-blocking ability, but regardless, I think Ikemikwanu is the number one all-around tackle in the draft. So if he gets taken as the first or even second tackle off the board, wouldn't it be cool to go into a living room of a defensive end of an outside linebacker and say, hey, if you come to us, you're going to be going up against the best of the best. And we're not just saying that, we're proving it. You know that guy, Ike Mikwanu? He plays for the Giants, making it up. But it could happen. It could legitimately happen. He plays for the Giants. And you could be going up against the next Ike Mikwanu. That's going to make you better. Thoughts? Because people want to play the best of the best. That's why Syracuse moved to the ACC. They thought, okay, well, the ACC is a better conference. It's better for football, of course. We're going to have a better time making money. We're going to have an easier time making money. And we're going to have an easier time convincing players that we are big-time college football. By the way, Ike Mekwano could legitimately go to the Giants. That is, I actually think it's going to happen. They have the fifth and the seventh pick tonight. So, you're recruiting in New York, you're recruiting Jersey, and you're recruiting Connecticut. Those are Giants fans, those kids that you're trying to convince. Use it. Then there are the quarterbacks. And the quarterbacks, yeah, they have, they have the headlines because they're the quarterbacks. Kenny Pickett, Malik Willis. Malik Willis had an, some unbelievable games and unbelievable highlights against Syracuse. Kenny Pickett had no problem. So these are guys that will likely be taken in the first round, not because they're great quarterbacks. I don't think anyone is amazed by this class, but because they're quarterbacks and they're probably the two best quarterbacks in the draft class. So if Syracuse can parlay exposure against these NFL guys into something, then it's a win. It's a win. And I know you're thinking, it's not the first time that Syracuse has played NFL guys. They played Deshaun Watson. They played Trevor Lawrence. They played Lamar Jackson. I get it. (laughs) It's not new. But there is something to be gained tonight for Syracuse. What would be a successful NFL draft for the Orange? Those three guys need to be taken in the first round, and Ikemikwano needs to be a giant. And if you have one player drafted in the sixth round, that's success too. By the way, betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and information. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So we talked about the NFL draft. Now it's time to shift over to something a little bit more tangible for Syracuse football. Something a little bit more real. And what's real is that They need to just stockpile talent. That is the recruiting 
job description for Dino Babers and for his assistants. Bring in talent. You can't have too many quarterbacks. Something we've learned a lot about. You thought you had two last year? Turns out you had half. Not going to say zero, but Garrett Trader wasn't all that good, and then Tommy DeVito left, so call it half. Okay. Comes out a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm talking about it now because there were other things on the Syracuse, Syracuse recruiting trail that needed to be talked about. And the dust has kind of settled now, so I think the emotions can be pulled back a little bit and we can be objective about this. Chance Amy, two weeks ago, was offered by Syracuse. You might be thinking, hold on, that guy sounds familiar. Well, he should. Texas high school football player a couple years ago, Syracuse offered, and not only did Syracuse offer, but he committed to Syracuse. And not only did he commit to Syracuse, he went to Syracuse. Chance Amy went to Syracuse. He was enrolled at the university, earned a scholarship. 2018, he was the third string. He traveled a couple times with Syracuse. Now, 2018 was the Eric Dungy swan song, Tommy DeVito backup year. But behind DeVito was Chance Amy. Okay. He never actually played for Syracuse. And after that brief stint with Syracuse, he goes to junior college. And he's playing moderately well in JUCO. Syracuse offers him a second time. We don't know if Syracuse is going to land him this time. We don't even know if he's interested in Syracuse. We don't know why he left in the first place. He was in a pretty good spot. Third string behind a guy like Tommy DeVito, who at the time was supposed to be legit. There are worse things. Chance Amy left. He's entitled. So we don't know the key details in this story. But what we do know is that Syracuse should want him. And Syracuse should want him because they are in a very different position than they were when they had him, which is shallow quarterback room. When they had him, Eric Dungy was the guy. Granted, he was a senior, but Eric Dungy was the guy, and Tommy DeVito was going to be the guy the next three years. Kind of happened. Kind of didn't. Now you have Garrett Schrader, and his backup is either Jacoby and Morgan, who has been average at best, but uh, let's call it what it is. He's not an ACC quarterback. And Justin Lampson, who's younger than Morgan, less experienced than Morgan, hasn't played an actual snap. And so is he your backup? I know what you might be thinking. Why is Chance Amy a better option than Justin Lampson? A lot of people like Lampson. I like him. I think he could be good. I think he will eventually be the A1 QB1 starter for Syracuse. But not now. I don't think Chance Amy is better than Justin Lampson, but on the off chance that he is, you need him in here. Because Garrett Schrader is a run-first quarterback, and if he gets hurt, think about what Syracuse has. Now, if Garrett Schrader got hurt beginning of last year, when Tommy DeVito was still on the hill, 
you bring in Tommy DeVito and you know he's going to at least be able to hold his own. You know what you're getting out of Tommy DeVito would be the best way to describe it. You have no idea what Justin Lampson is. And you know what Jacoby and Morgan is, kinda? It ain't good. I'd rather have DeVito. The other good thing about Chance Amy is that he's a guy who's considered a run-first quarterback. So if you bring him in, even if he's not better than Justin Lampson, he will be able to move the offense in the same way as Garrett Schrader. And in theory, you don't miss a beat. Well, you know what I mean. Hard to adjust. That was a problem early in the season that, well, behind Tommy DeVito, you have Garrett Schrader, and they play a different style, so you're going to change the offense if one gets hurt. That's the attraction of Chance Amy. So we'll see. I think it's very interesting. And the, the other thing is, Anytime you bring up the name Eric Dungy, Syracuse football fans, their ears will perk up because he's the last uber-successful quarterback that Syracuse had. And he wasn't even a nationally known guy, really. That just tells you where the bar is for SU. But when DeVito was here in Syracuse, he said, quote, I think the kid from Texas is going to be the best out of the group. He's got that mindset. He's not scared. He's got a cannon. He's fast. He's just got to learn the offense. I think he's really going to take off. So you've got the seal of approval on Chance Amy from Eric Dungy. Amy has played at two JUCOs since he left Syracuse. Kilgore College... Had him throwing 38 passes, completing 18 of them, 253 yards during a spring football season in 2020-2021. But he's a bigger threat rushing the ball. 56 carries, 345 yards in just eight games. Interesting. If you're fast, if you're skilled in open space, those skills will transfer. I think he could be a plus on an ACC roster. I'm not saying he's going to come in and he's going to be the starter. I'm not even saying he's going to be the backup. But what I do know is if he was on the team tomorrow, he would be a top three quarterback. Because I'm confident that tomorrow, if Syracuse were to play a football game, he'd be better than either... Justin Lampson, or Jacoby and Morgan. Maybe both. But neither one of those guys really make me confident. Former three-star class of 2018 was supposed to go to Houston, flip to Syracuse. 24-7 sports had him as the 26th dual-threat quarterback in the class. And now he's listed at six foot three, two fifteen. You've got other quarterbacks besides Morgan and besides Lampson. The Michigan transfer Dan Valari was brought in in the offseason for competition for Garrett Schrader at the spot. And Valari is another guy who kind of plays like Schrader. So that is reassuring for Syracuse fans. If you don't get Chance Amy, 
than the hope of a guy who can play like Schrader and carry out the offense the same way if he gets hurt. That's not gone. But if you have a scholarship, why not? I think it makes sense. I think Syracuse has nothing to lose. And I think it's an uber-interesting proposition to have a guy like Chance Amy want to come back that's the other thing. He would technically be a transfer, and the transfer portal is pretty unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get. Dan Villari, we have no idea what he is. Chance Amy was recruited by Dino Babers for a reason. He fit the system. So bring him in. See what he's got. I'd be very interested to see. By the way, big announcement. For the first time ever, Locked On is hosting live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft from our studios in Dallas with pick-by-pick analysis from your local team and your local experts and draft gurus. Tune in all three days as our draft team guides you through every pick and every trade in real time. It all starts on Thursday, April 28th, 7 o'clock, available on Locked On NFL and on YouTube and on the Odyssey app. So we talked about Syracuse football recruiting. Here's the big one. Here's the big story for today. And here, <laughs> this is this is in a massive weight off of my and Matt Bonaparte's shoulders. I can't wait for Bones to get here in May. You guys are going to love him. One of my close friends. And we work very well together. We don't agree on much. Here's one thing that we do agree on. Chaz Owens is the biggest waste of a scholarship that either one of us have ever seen. (laughs) And we're not saying that... I'll take Bones out of this for a second, although I do know for a fact that he agrees with me. I'm not saying that Chaz Owens is a waste of a scholarship to be mean. It's just a fact. I've met Chaz Owens, nice guy. So I don't want to be attacking him. I'm certainly not doing it personally. But Syracuse is in the business of winning basketball games, and they don't have an infinite amount of scholarships to allocate. Last year, Chaz Owens played 11 minutes. He grabbed two rebounds and scored four points. Okay. This is a sports talk show, and typically sports talk is a debate platform. This is not a debate. There are other guys worthy of scholarships at a school like Syracuse that could help this team. Chaz Owens is not helping this team. The funny thing about Chaz Owens is he looks like an athlete. Six foot five, two oh five, and he's built. But he doesn't help the team. Layup lines, he can dunk but he is a walk-on by rotation. If you're living under a rock, son of Billy Owens, lots alike, good genes, Syracuse blood, Billy Owens, number retired in the rafters, but (laughs) Chaz Owens could not be any more opposite from his father. That's okay. Look, it's not easy to be Billy Owens' son. But at the same time, um, you can't have him 
taking up a spot on your basketball team. And so he says he's going to transfer. Good for him. I really hope he goes somewhere that he can play. I, I just want him to be happy while not hindering my team. I'm trying to be as nice about this as possible. Chaz Owens has been a negative for Syracuse recently. And honestly, that's hard to do. That's hard for a player who's not even playing to hurt the team. But he's hurting the program by taking up a spot. We've been spending the past couple weeks, Syracuse fans, talking about, well, they need someone to back up Jesse Edwards, and they only have one spot. Why do they only have one spot? Because Chaz Owens is basically a walk-on, and he's on scholarship. The funny thing is, I understand what I'm saying. Buddy Beheim's on scholarship, and yet I still... And his father works for the school. He did not have to be on scholarship. Could have gone to the university as a walk-on, and he was to start, put him on scholarship. I think it was his sophomore year. I think Buddy Beheim was a better use of a scholarship than Chaz Owens. And I don't think Jim Beheim is stupid. I think he knew what Chaz Owens was. I don't think Chaz Owens was ever a good prospect. I don't think Chaz Owens was ever supposed to be the face of a competitive college basketball team. But this is unacceptable. I don't even think he'd be that good. You think of like the B-list schools that... Think of like Charlotte. Okay, Robert Braswell transfers to Charlotte. And that's a guy who was playing impact minutes in the NCAA tournament for an ACC team like Syracuse going to Charlotte to start. I don't think Chaz Owens would start at Charlotte. I honestly think that he needs to play D2. So if he does transfer, that's the other thing is that he's he's in the portal he hasn't actually transferred. So if he does transfer, good for him. He can go somewhere else that he can actually play. And if he actually does it, then Syracuse will have another spot to play with. And that's needed. You have a lot of guys who have not necessarily carried out their end of the bargain. Think of a guy like John Bullajock. And that's another guy who I kind of feel bad for because I think he's trying to put on the weight, but he just hasn't. And now Syracuse is in this spot where they can't even play him at the position they recruited him for. He's playing forward. He's actually decent at forward, but he's not a forward. Peter Carey was a better basketball player last year than Chaz Owens. And Carey was a grad transfer from the University of the Sciences. Tells you what you need to need to know about Chaz Owens. Again, not trying to be mean, but good. This was years in the making where Chaz Owens leaves. Thanks for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every day. 
Now, tomorrow, we're going to have some takeaways from the NFL draft. We're going to get the verdict on what happened in the top of the first round. Was it good news for Syracuse? I'll let you know. Now, make your second listen to Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. I love their podcast. I've been listening to it for a long time. The other thing about it is I would just put it on right now as soon as you get off with me. Check out Locked On NFL Draft because their episodes from the past few days, they're evergreen. The draft starts tonight. So listen to, heck, last week. They're talking about stuff that's applicable tonight. So it's not too late to hop on with Ryan and with Eric. They've been doing a great job. All right, well, again, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you tomorrow on Locked On Syracuse.